Today's show is sponsored by Miracle Made. And oh my God, you guys, you know that I love a luxurious set of sheets. And I now have such a set of sheets because of a miracle made. They are bedding that has been inspired by NASA. They've got silver infused fabrics that actually make temperature regulating a thing. Uh, so you're not like getting too hot or too cold or whatever, you know, the whole thing that happens with your body's temperature losing its mind. Miracle made helps with that. One of the little things that my husband particularly loves about Miracle Made is that it like doesn't have as much bacteria as regular sheets because of it's infused with this silver that prevents up to 99.7% of bacterial growth. So it leaves the sheets cleaner for longer. And then the thing for my husband is that it doesn't give him acne, which is like an issue for some people. But more than all of that, it's just luxuriously comfortable and delightful. And it has that cooling feeling while also being cozy. Very hard to achieve those two things at the same time. I mean, miracle made, come on, well done. So here's what I think you should do. I think you should go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation and buy some sheets today. And if you order today, you can save 40% off. Use the promo code fake the nation at the checkout and you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. So there's just a lot of savings here, folks. Order today, you'll get 40% off. Use the promo code fake the nation. Go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation. And Miracle's so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30 day money back guarantee. So if you're not 100% satisfied, which I don't see happening, um, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation and use the code fake the nation to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash fake the nation to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Fake the Nation, episode 382. Hello, hello. This is Fake the Nation, where we talk about news, we talk about culture, and where we will miss the GOP debate happening tonight because we are taping today. I'm your host, Nagin Farsad, and I'm here to follow the news in a calm and not at all objective manner so that you don't have to. Today, we'll talk about other aspects of politics, like this week's election results and the presidential race in a segment I like to call the political hodgepodge. We'll also talk about a fake nipple craze, the power of a compliment and whether nice to see you again still works as a common greeting. Today's panel, folks. Oh my God, today's panel. I mean, I'm so excited to have these guys on. Um, well, you've heard her on the show before. She's uh, headlining in Vegas because she's fancy. Also in Dayton, Kentucky, you could see her the week of November 28th. Her information is on her website, I'm assuming. Um, she also has an HBO special. If you were in neither of those locations, just go, uh, just click on HBO and watch her because she's so funny and you absolutely must. She's the one and only Marcella Arguello. Burr, burr, burr. Hey, Marcella. Thank you for having me. Appreciate yeah. you. And also joining us on the show today is a comedian and an Emmy-nominated producer and TV writer and a creator of the Comedy Central digital series Gone Native, which I've had the pleasure of seeing. It's so funny. You should also see it. Um, he's such a great guy. It, and he's, it, he's 
I'm gonna just say affable and funny, all in one package, not to mention handsome. It is the one and only Joey Clift. Hey, Joey. Oh, I'm also gonna do a ba ba ba. Thanks for having me. Now to Google what affable means. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, and then before we get into the show, I just want to remind listeners that you may be enjoying two episodes of Fake the Nation, a recap and a regular Fake the Nation a week because we're recapping The Golden Bachelor. And you may say to yourself, oh my God, I'm just getting so many gifts from the Fake the Nation universe. Um, maybe it's time for me to go to patreon.com slash Farsad to support the show. You can do that for as little as $4 a month. It'll get you bonus episodes of the show. So if you're getting two because of the golden and the regular, then maybe you get even more with bonus episodes um, through Patreon. And uh, the bonus is where we really let our hair down, which I would like to say is 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 wild because we already let our hair down when the show starts and then we just and then we just add extensions. You know what I'm saying? So go to patreon.com slash Farsad to enjoy uh, what's going on over there. And now let's get into it with topic number one. So let's start off today with an amusement of your bouche, which is to say something utterly dumb in culture. And today we've really outdone ourselves on that front because Kim Kardashian's Skims brand just released a bra with perfect erect nips embedded in the bra. Now, before we get into the pros and cons and the what the fuckery of this product, um, my question for both of you is what is your relationship to visible nips, nipples? Um, for if for its birth name, uh, what is your relationship to visible nips in the first place? Uh, so uh, I'm gonna say that my relationship to visible nips is honestly kind of a new phenomenon. I've uh, recently started a really big fitness journey this year. I started working Ooh. out with a personal trainer. Ooh. I, um, you know, before this year was just you know a very skinny beanpole of a man, and now I'm still that, but with just a l- <laughs> just a little little couple small muscles. Uh, and it's definitely something that I've noticed of like, oh, I have a little bit. Sometimes I'm showing a mm. little bit, so I have to like be careful about what t-shirts I wear. Wait, and it worries you if they pop through? Yeah, I guess. Okay, so I would say that uh, like all things in the world, it is new and thus scary to Mm. me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Marcella, what's your relationship with visible nip? I mean, I remember as a kid, like, you know, when we would see like salacious music videos, it's like, oh my God, that's a nipple. And I was like, so I was such a little like Catholic little freak. So I was like, that's awful. And then you grow up and you're just like, oh, that's not a big deal. This is a nipple. It's just part of the body. I love when people right. let a little nip slip. Um, I think it's great. Um, I don't. I certainly don't mind it when mine are rock hard. But I'm also like not gonna do it everywhere. I'm, you know, try to be aware of where my hard nipples are showing a little bit through. Right. Um, but I love a. I love a see through moment. I think it's hot. I just have to say, I personally, before this article, didn't really have a relationship with the visible wow. nip. I just, like I've noticed or whatever, it's not something like I, and I think uh, on my own person, I'm not out, I'm not out there constantly gauging my own mm-hmm. nipples. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's like a separation of church and state between me and the nips, which is they do their thing and I do my thing and then I don't inter, I don't interfere. You know what I okay. mean? Sure. <laughs> That's. It's a grown woman take. That's what that is. Yeah. <laughs> 
But it's like looking back on it, I can't even say that in my 20s I was like very nipple conscious or something. I don't know. It's 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 bringing up a lot for me because I'm like, oh, there's a whole world of I guess people have been thinking about nipples in a way that I just like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like it, it as a fashion statement, as a like what you could see statement. Sure. Obviously, nipples are are relevant in other areas of life. <laughs> but um, so I should note that the promo that accompanied the release of this of this um, uh, bra uh, talked about the earth and how it's getting hotter and hotter, which means that our nips are going to have increasingly fewer opportunities to be erect, uh, which was obviously a joke on Kardashian's part, but also... I mean, I guess it was offering a diaphanous valence of why this product would be made. Um, yeah, I mean, this I product just like exists the, because of climate change. Right, yeah, right. I love that, is, Ki- that Kim Kardashian change. suddenly gives a shit about climate change and, you know, for this <laughs> yeah, moment. That I say, yas queen, yas. Yeah, yes, yeah and her exactly. response to climate change is to mass produce more stuff um, and create <laughs> more waste. So that's, yeah. yeah, that's like a really great response to climate change. Um, obviously, like it was a joke, but it's also like, you know, not a joke, you know. Um, now we we read a piece in Dazed, and it talked about some of the pros and cons. And I and I just want to get your take on some of the the cons. Um, you know, there's th- one of the writers wrote the same perfectly centered, perfectly circular, perfectly mm-hmm. poised nipples take away. The deliciousness of the nipples hidden underneath. Exactly. Um, so I have a question about that sentence. Was yeah. that written by Werner Herzog? <laughs> it just sounds like the deliciousness of the nipples hidden underneath. Romantic. I would say it's more of like a, a Dostoevsky jam. <laughs> so um, I guess that my my worry as a con is, so the, this is a bra with visible nipples um, that are prosthetic added to it. So what if you're like feeling a little hard in your actual nipples, would it give you like an utter situation? Ooh, you're going like you're going double, yeah, double, double, double in uh, and out style. Decker, that's hot. Double decker, double decker nip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, and then it just looks like like a tumor or like a like a goiter <laughs> on your boob. <laughs> you know, like if your nips sexy are powerful goiter enough. look on your breasts. <laughs> <laughs> Which we agree is is the new look, and that's something we should all strive for. It's yes, <laughs> I just I feel for the people with with large. I have I feel for the people with large nipples or you know uh, large areolas. It's like where's that representation? Yeah, yeah. You know, I guess Rihanna's got to come out with her <laughs> own line of savage nipple wear. Just to <laughs> this is going to cause like the bra nipple nipple bra wars. Now, my question for you, Marcella, um, as a lady, um, do you be- feel that this is anti-feminist? Is that that anti-feminist? That's one of the things that's being lodged against it, and that it is angling for the male gaze. Do you feel? I mean, I, like I think if you spell gays as gay A-Y-S, I mean, gay A-Y-S, G-A-Y-S, <laughs> yes, I agree, because the male gays love uh, a nipple more, I think, than straight men. I think straight <laughs> men have too many opinions on uh, a woman's nipple. Um, but I, uh, wait, what the hell was the question? Oh, my God, I've already brain farted. What did you ask me? Um, the, the, the fem, is it anti-feminist? Oh, anti-feminist. Um, I, you know, it kind of goes back to that that 50s debate um, when the when the lingerie of the time was like pointy and w- like was it pro woman was it anti woman like there was that big uh, debate about how uh, that that lingerie was intended 
uh, to so you could you can kind of be over the top, you know, with those pointy um, bras that Marilyn Monroe used to wear in the in the movies. Right. And um, I, I it kind of feels in that same vibe of like I guess it's you know you can't really unfortunately you can't really reduce feminism to one or the other. It's not binary, right? Every woman is going to have her own interpretation. Um, so I don't know if it's anti-feminist because I'm also like, obviously I'm pro nipple being out, you know, um, but I think it's, it's, it's certainly anti-diversity, which I don't appreciate, which is where I think the feminism intersectionality comes in. Um, because if they did have all the different types of nipples then I think it would be kind of cool to be like, you choose your own nipple in the way that like women choose their own wig or hair extensions that day. Um, so I just, I don't like that. It's so just one thing that's, that's, that's a problem for me. Yeah, I, I got to say, I really hope that this does well and leads to a bigger body positivity movement, because eventually I really want Polo Ralph Lauren to decide to make men's underwear with ball sacks Ooh, on the outside. Yes. Yes. That would make me feel very all... empowered as a man if I could have that. Yes. Yeah, I mean, the arc of justice bends towards ball sack yes. is, I think, a <laughs> quote that someone once said. And so I, I agree with you. OK, well, let's move on to another um, dumb uh, moment in culture. There was a uh, chatter on the Internet this week about whether or not it's safe to say nice to see you again, because what if the other person doesn't fucking actually remember you? Uh, now we're comedians. I feel like this is an issue with uh, with us in particular, um, given the the volume of live audience members that we meet. <laughs> Tell me, how do you feel, Marcella? I mean, I don't mind as good to see you again because it lets me know that you know I've I've I have met this person before. And I, what I don't like is when someone says "good to see you again" and you're like, "Oh shit." Well, you know, well, what's your name? Or and then they get mad at you, and it's like, bitch, I can't remember everybody. Like, why, why, why are you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I certainly, I remember, especially specifically with like Bill Burr, because I just love him so much that like b- yeah. back in the day, every time I saw him, I'd be like, hi, Bill, it's me, Marcella. Instead of saying nice to see you again, because it's like I know he has seen me, I know that he knows me, I know that he forgets my name. Why would he remember my name? And it wasn't until I think right. like the fourth time that he was like, yes, Marcella. Yes, I remember. Like he got mad that I kept introducing myself. <laughs> and I love that moment, you know, because it's like I just yeah, trying to make a yeah, point that yeah, I'm not yeah. trying to expect anything from anybody ever. And I think that's fine. But, you know, I, I actually I prefer that it's good to see you again, whether I say it to someone or someone says it to me. because It's like, hey, hey, a little nudge, you know, and I just don't yeah, like when people yeah, get yeah. mad that you don't remember them or they don't remember you. Like, what's the point of that? Right. Yeah, I. I I, I'm I'm just like very bad with names and faces. So whenever anybody says that, my response is always like, yeah, 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 good to see you again, too. And then I'll quickly ask somebody like, wait, what was that yeah, person's yeah. name? Do I know? Right? Them? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that um, to um, Marcel's point, my version of that is going up to somebody and saying like, uh, oh, hey, uh, you know, uh, good good to see you. My name's Joey Cliff. We follow each other on Twitter. We met at a thing a little bit ago. And I'll kind of like give yeah. all the context. That way it feels like, okay, you definitely, we've, we've met before. You might not remember me. I think I'm coming at it from that perspective of just assuming that the person doesn't remember me and trying to give them all of the context that I wish somebody Absolutely. would give me when they say, it's nice to see you again. I feel like there's also the comedian version of that, which is like, Oh, yeah. Good to meet you. I think I follow you on Twitter, regardless of whether you do or not. You're just like, I probably do. I follow a lot of people. Right. No, that's a nice one. I mean, so there's a thing that like I feel like is that I hear a lot from like 
you know, like actor and comedian types, which is just like nice to see you. And they just don't add mm-hmm. again. Like <laughs> yeah. they just say nice to see you. Yeah. And they just the first because, time wasn't yeah. great. Yeah. This is the only this. Nice yeah. <laughs> and because it's like and I get and, and that's a nice it's a little like grammatically feels awkward, like it's missing a beat. You know what I mean? But like it makes sense because it's sort of like covers your bases. I may have met this person before. I may not have. I don't fucking remember. It doesn't matter. Nice yeah. to see also, you. Also nice you know to see you I mean? in um, person yeah. as opposed to online. There's a, that there's oh, a good way to have a have a another sentence that's implied in any direction yes 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 but i I also like you i i will go into like my biography like i'll just be like hello nice to see you again nagin um we met this one time i I live in new york city in the east village sometimes i do stand up but there my career actually has many facets and i just like go into you know because and then it's like because i'm so i just couldn't just always assume nobody would remember yeah i'm just riddled with social anxiety and i'm just like i don't want to make this awkward for them so i'm gonna make it awkward for me and then I'm going to ruin it for all of us. <laughs> my, my favorite, though, my favorite save is um, if you have a date with you or a friend with you and you're like, this is my friend, my partner, so you can get the name out of them if you don't remember them. Oh, yes. 100%. Oh, yeah, yeah. I yes. do that move of like, oh, yeah, it's so great to see you again. Um, yeah, I'd like you to meet my friend, like Andrew or whatever. And then they'll say their name. And I'm just like, OK, I got it. The name was Timmy or something. One of my favorite Seinfeld episodes is they're trying to pull the name out of that woman that Jerry is dating. And I hate the lack of effort his friends make. Like that shit really made me mad. I'm like, bro, come on, make a little more effort. Be like, I'm sorry. What's your name? Like, come yeah. on, teach people how to interact. Yeah, yeah, for real. Um, I uh, fuck. I was going to say something. And then I... For God! Oh, this is what I'm gonna say. But the but the thing that I well, that I find really troubling, I mean, that I'm sure a person would find troubling is like I know I've had I've met someone, but I can't place sure. it. And yeah. I also and I probably even had a very deep conversation. We may have shared a dark night of the soul. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We may have like gotten real fucking serious about some shit and I still can't place it, you know? And that makes me so sad because I really wish I could. Right. Like, I just wish I yeah. could. I, but, do, um, I do kind of hate when people so, give you the little mini, mini biography sometimes. I, I actually, when I was at this wedding this weekend, I saw someone and I was like, I think that's, um, I'll use the word, I mean, the name John. I think that's John. And um, I didn't go up to him at the at the like the Friday night party. And then at the wedding, I, I saw him and I was like and he saw me with like he just his eyes lit up when he saw me at, at the second event. And I was like, I was like, oh, my God, John, we've met before. right? I thought I saw you. He was like, yeah, girl, blah, 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 blah. And we're just quickly chatting. <clears throat> I was like, I met you through Nicole. He's like, yeah. Bitch, it was not that person. I don't know why he just went along with what I was saying. Oh, I've been there. I was so mad when I figured it out. I think it took me a couple days to be like, I'm going to look this person up. And it was not him. And I was like, why was he agreeing to everything I suggested? I don't understand. That really upset me. So dizzy. But maybe he's like, yeah, Nicole, my friend Nicole. I I I started thinking about that too. I was like, that is a pretty, I mean, I didn't say the last name either. There's some Nicoles out there. There's some Nicoles out there. All right, folks. Let me know what do you think about the uh, the uh, about how how safe are we with nice to meet you again? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, hit me up, and then in the meantime, let's take a quick break uh, so we can sponsor our shit up over here. And then when Hell we get yeah. back, we'll continue talking. 
This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, wow. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code headgum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Today's show is sponsored by Pros. This is kind of, I feel like, you know, I'm on some sort of Lord of the Rings journey trying to figure out skincare. And I feel like this customized skincare line is really got my name on it. Basically, every bottle of Pro's custom hair care and skincare, I tried the skincare just recently, is made to order and it's personalized. It's got a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs, like specifically you. And then the way they do it is you take this great, like in-depth quiz, basically. They analyze over 80 factors for a complete view of your life, your beauty goals, um, like I have oily skin that's also dry, which is just a fun little conundrum. I live in New York City. Like we've got these four seasons. My my face gets weird during seasonal shifts. Um, I all of these things I got to kind of talk about in like in answering the questions. Um, the other fun thing was they asked us at the end, like, do you like a creamy type of moisturizer or like a less creamy kind? And I was kind of like, mm, I think like less creamy. And they were like, that's fine. Like you can do that. But we think for your skin type, creamier is better. And I never knew that. So I love that there's so much kind of personal information that goes into creating this. I got my stuff in the mail very quickly after I got a wonderful serum. Like I said, this very creamy moisturizer. Um, and this also very just delectably creamy cleanser that just kind of feel like I, I think it's possible that I've been washing my face with just like harsh harshness 
like many years because when I saw this cleanser, I was like, oh, is this what it's supposed to feel like? It's supposed to feel like a little bit of a delight on my face. That's not what I've been doing. So I don't know, guys. And here's the thing. You don't have to take my word for it in a third party, double blind dermatologist supervised controlled clinical study, um, which is like the gold standard for research studies. Pros prove that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives, which just sort of totally makes sense on a just logical level if you think about it. Just it makes common sense. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering my listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% of your first subscription order at pros.com slash Fake the nation um, will be taken off. That's pros.com slash fake the nation. You get your free consultation and 50% off your one of a kind formulas. Uh, again, that's pros.com slash fake the nation. Go and get your just super personalized, luxurious skincare products and hair care products. That's what I'm going to try next. So pros.com slash fake the nation. And we are back, and we're ready for topic number two, the political hodgepodge. Uh, let's start with a phenomenon known as the double haters. Double haters are voters that hate the candidates on both parties. The number of double haters has actually more than doubled since four years ago. So one-fifth of voters don't like, and this is in the presidential race, uh, the double hater phenomenon, they don't like either candidate, Biden or Trump. So my question for you is, are you surprised that we're, we, we have such an unprecedented level of double haters? I actually don't know if it's unprecedented. It might be precedented. It feels unprecedented. Are you surprised? Um, and is it just something that we have the luxury of feeling right now because we're so far out from the election? I don't know. How do you feel, Joey? Uh, yeah, no, I, I definitely agree in that uh, I feel a lot of sentiment among my friends and online that, you know, uh, we're maybe choosing between uh, two not ideal choices. You know, Trump is Trump, everything that he brings, and Biden you know, I'm mean, really, they're he's both. He's also Trump. Yeah, he's also, yeah, yeah. Well, it's just, <laughs> no, and they're both, he's not. And, and I, I, and I just... don't mean this, I don't mean this as like an ageism thing, but they're both so old. <laughs> like, it's yeah. just, like, I, you know, I, I, there was a news story, uh, I think last week that um, uh, Biden is um, starting to push to regulate AI right now. And the only reason that he's doing that is because he saw the latest Mission Impossible movie and got scared. I want a president whose policy isn't dictated by a Tom Cruise movie and who <laughs> understands on a base level what the internet and technology is. And, you know, it's like maybe that person should not be in their 80s, you know. I mean, in Biden's defense, he has a gajillion people working for him who actually know the ins and outs of those issues. So it's like that's the other. I mean, I you know, as someone who interned once on, on Capitol Hill, um, legislative aides do the work of knowing the details when one human being cannot possibly contain like books and books of knowledge about these issues. Right. Um, and so that's the, the other thing that you're voting for is a person's, you know, you're voting for a person's mental acuity. Okay. But you're also voting for the person's judgment in hiring practices. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, that's that's fair. I guess that I just uh, would prefer if I did not hear that Mission Impossible AI story. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like you're, you're totally right in that. Like, yeah, I'm sure he has like very smart people around him who are younger, who are more up on that stuff. But yeah, don't tell me that like he saw Mission Impossible and was like, oh, no way. I like, OK, Marcella, double haters. 
Are you surprised by the? I mean, I've always been just... a double hater. I am uh, happy to see that people are kind of opening their eyes to you know what's what's really going on. Because um, I specifically remember when I voted for Obama, I was like, oh God, here we go with this fucking bullshit again. Um, and I got so much, so many friends that were so annoyed with me because I would, I was so critical of him, bef- like while we were voting. And I was like, what? That's, we're supposed to be critical of our politicians um, because we don't know what they're actually going to do when they get in there. And so when you see um, everything that's unfolding with Biden now, specifically, you're like, uh, I, I mean, I'm glad to see people are like, oh, shit, what do we do? What are we really going to do here? Um, what What is not, unfolding for you about Biden other than uh, his TV movie nights? I mean, we can go on and on about Israel and Palestine, um, and I don't think we want to do that. But yeah. um, that's been, to me, the the real the real knife in the heart. Um, and so, uh, I mean, and I've always been critical of Biden. I'm, I didn't suddenly become a double hater of Biden. Uh, it was, this is, was always kind of there, but I've, I've, I, I will admit, uh, embarrassingly that I've always been a vote blue, no matter who. And I'm, I think this is the first time I've actually gone beyond that. And so I'm, I'm interested to see how I decide to vote because I actually don't know what I'm going to do. And this is the first time in my life I've ever felt that way. So, um, I hope the double haters are, are ready to join me on this journey because um i you know for it being such a new phenomenon i do think it's unprecedented i actually do um because this is the first time i've seen so many people uh react critically uh to their own party and i i'm interested to see what happens well the interesting thing is um the double hater situation has left room for people curious about independent candidates like rfk uh, junior, um, he could be having an impact on the polls. A new uh, a, a poll of six battleground states showed that. Um, and he's not the only one. RFK left the Democratic Party to run as an independent, but so did Cornell West. He left the Green Party to run as an independent. Um, as someone who is a double hater, um, what what did you? What do you think about these emerging candidacies? I don't feel great. Um, uh, you know, Cornell West has been, uh, you know, exposed as sleeping with the enemy type shit in terms of funding. Um, so I, I don't know. I honestly, I've been trying to keep up, and I'm not. Ex- no one's exciting me. Um, and I, I not to say anyone's ever excited me in terms of politics. Um, uh, but I, yeah, I don't know. That's what sucks is I don't know, and I think a lot of people feel feel the same way. Um, you mean you're not excited by uh, Robert F. Kennedy's uh, <laughs> videos of him just lifting weights and that's his I primary just, platform? I want to see him in those uh, ball sack undies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, then maybe yeah. I can make a choice. Yeah, I'm also not totally sure. But if one of the candidates started wearing ball sack undies, like, I'd be all in. <laughs> Come on now. But yeah, I, I guess it is... I mean, I don't know. You, I think that it's. I think that it's good that you know, as a country, people are being more critical of their political, you know, candidates, and you know, hopefully, like holding people accountable and pushing people to support, you know, better policies and things like that. But it, it's also just. Uh, I wish we had better choices. <laughs> like, I yeah. wish we had, you know, just like somebody that we could say, like, oh, that person doesn't seem awful. I'm not like swallowing a big spoonful of shit by voting for that person. Sure. I think Joey was right, though, that um, I think part of the problem is that there there is no, you know, we have a minimum age for running 
um, but we don't yeah, have a maximum, have a maximum age, yeah. you know, like why, why it, to me, it seems natural to be like, okay, if the general consensus for retirement is whatever, I don't even know what it is. Let's say 76 or like, why isn't it stopped there? I know that's not what it is, but I'm saying it's like, like we're, to, we're, to obtain your full social security package, I think you have to be 67. Yeah. I, 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 I have the number swapped. There you go. And they're trying to push for, you know, people would love for, for us to keep working past that age. Um, yeah. So but, like, well, because uh, now like, life expectancy has dramatically changed since those, those sure. you know, the idea of retirement came into play and a so- social security and, you know, Medicare benefits and when they kick in and all that stuff. So it's like all of that stuff should kind of change to reflect. I mean, I think 67 is kind of like too young to have a, t- a cap and a, a, some sort of retirement for presidential candidates. Sure. But but um, but I agree that it would be nice if we just had like a general rule of thumb that sort of reflected our our longevity and our useful you know years, which I I think do extend into your seventies. Um, but I not agree. much past, you know, or whatever. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Seventy six. I think that's why it went into my head. It was like you know, it's like okay, you're you're still there, but you're still. You're also not there. It, it would just yeah. be nice if there were like mainstream political options who were not in their 80s. <laughs> like, you know, right. just like, just what? Because I mean, you know, if it goes down to Trump and Biden, it's like Biden is what, 82? Trump is like 79 or something like that. And it's like, it would be nice if there was just like, I don't know, let's say a candidate who is, you know, in their young spry 60s. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, and, and also it would be nice if one of the candidates like wasn't on trial like in New York City right now. <laughs> you know, he, I mean, I mean, it's crazy. He spent, yeah, what Trump a spent luxury the day, that would be. <laughs> yeah, Trump spent uh, Monday or Tuesday, I can't remember which day, like all day in a courtroom. I mean, wow, you know, like that's so insane to me. Um, no, okay, so I think, it's a, I think it would be a proper reflection of of, of the country and, and the numbers we have in terms of incarceration. That's like real proper <laughs> representation. <right laughs> okay, silver lining, Marcelo Arguello. Um, okay, let me let's talk about. Um, Oh my God. I also just want to asterisk that even though, because I'm a comedian, but I do want to say that it's not me endorsing Trump. I just want to say that right now. I feel like you can't even right now as a comic say some things without people being like, did you mean? No, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's, she's not endorsing Trump. I am also not endorsing (laughs) Trump. I never have. And uh, also, um, I am not not endorsing Biden because I will vote for Biden if he's yeah, the I'm, choice. I am endorsing RFK because he lifts. Um, <laughs> no, kidding, <laughs> kidding, kidding, <laughs> kidding, 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 kidding. <laughs> no, but also it, it doesn't boyfriend. matter if you Come guys on. don't. You know, it's like you guys could. You know, it's like we can all have a di- differing. You know what I mean? The, F, F, Fake the nation Absolutely. does not censure uh, panelists the way some creational uh, bodies but, yeah. do. But um, yeah, no, I, I'm yeah. in the same boat as both of you, and that like, yeah, it's it, you know, I ultimately hope whoever wins does not destroy the country on purpose. <laughs> and I also just want to say just like a positive thing about Biden, which is, uh, you know, I feel like the Inflation Reduction Act was just a marvel of um, legislation in g- getting that kind of thing done. It was the biggest legislation, environmental legislation we've ever had. And it's like, you know, j- a great first step um, among 700 additional steps. So yeah, that's cool, you know? He, yeah. he nominated Deb Holland as the Secretary of the Interior, who's the first ever Native American person to be in a secretary-level position in the U.S. presidential cabinet. So it's like he's, you know, I mean... He's, he's, he's done, done some, some stuff. Good, he's done yeah. some stuff. Now, let's move on quickly and talk about yesterday's Election Day results. Yesterday, uh, so that's Tuesday, here, I'm just going to give you some of the takeaways, and you guys let me know how you feel about them. One of the big tech takeaways is that abortion is a big driver to the polls, and abortion wins. Mm-hmm. Um, the victory of Governor Andy Bush 
Bashir of Kentucky, um, who criticized the the state's defense of um, the near total ban. Um, he won. Uh, the Virginia legislator is now majority Democrat, which means that Glenn Youngkin's 15 week ban won't happen. Um, a Pennsylvania Supreme Court candidate who ran on abortion rights, Daniel McCaffrey, also won, giving Democrats a five to two majority. So that kind of um, protects stuff in Pennsylvania. And in Ohio, a referendum establishing a right to abortion access was victorious. So we may have been a little bit depressing in the first part of political hodgepodge, but I don't know. This was pretty uplifting to me. Uh, How did you guys feel about it? Marcella? I just love that we as a nation can agree that unprotected sex without consequences is the ideal living situation for all of us. (laughs) Come on. Yeah. That's it. I, That's I love it. it. I think it's great. It's I mean, great. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I mean, it, I'm it, very happy. I mean, it just it's just proof that, that that was the most insane shit to happen in recent years. Yeah. In this country specifically. And um I'm just glad that like everybody's getting together like, nah, man, I'm trying to fuck, man. Yeah. What are you <laughs> That's all we have left. They're increasing prices of everything. They're the gas is crazy. The war is crazy. Like rent is crazy. Like, damn, I just want to fuck. Like, that's it. That's all that's left. That's all that's free that's left. You know, um, Joey, do you just want to fuck? <laughs> uh, yes, I, I do just want to fuck. Yes. Um, but no, no, I, I, I definitely agree that this was I definitely went into yesterday kind of uh, with, I would say, not the best expectations of how things were going to play out. And I was you know, pleasantly mm-hmm. surprised with how things went. Uh, one thing I thought was really funny was uh, how quickly the Democratic Mississippi governor candidate conceded. It was very early in the night and he was maybe <laughs> like maybe 80 percent of the vote was in and he was only like three or four points behind. And he was just like, no, nah, man, I'm out. Yeah, that is that it was weird. Um, yeah, the other it was thing- like it was just like fight a little bit. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he didn't want it. He was, he he was, was exhausted. He was just it's like just any opportunity stressful. to say no. He was just like, no, nah, I didn't want it that bad. <laughs> I only want it if everybody votes for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. I was also like, that's like something my daughter would do, and she's four. Um, so the the other thing that was interesting about last night is that they spent a lot of money on anti-trans like rule. Um, anti-trans propaganda, right? So they they spent a lot of money in Virginia and a lot of money in Kentucky. Both of that, those expenditures didn't work. Um, like I mentioned, Virginia is now has a, a, a the, they maintain the Senate as a Democratic ho- uh, body and the House of Delegates is now Democratic. Um, I should also mention that Danica Roem is now the first trans member of the House of Delegates in Great. Virginia. Um, she's like the first trans member, I think, in all of the South. Um, so that's, you know, that's, fucking cool and uh and it, and it's a sign that this is a culture war issue that does not necessarily maybe have the teeth that they think that it has i don't i were i was i was heartened by that what did you think joey um yeah that's i mean that's just so um encouraging that at least um, the majority of the country are not hateful people you know <laughs> uh once again the bar is through the floor but um Yeah, that's kind of what I was talking about when I was saying, like, it is encouraging that, you know, the country is, you know, being pushed in a more progressive direction slowly but surely. And, you know, I feel like there was, you know, a lot of real fear among, you know, a lot of people, myself included, of like us maybe going down a different path. And this is just encouraging that, you know, especially this and then the midterm results that, Maybe things will turn around in the future. You know, the the I did a show with um, Chris Gethard and Corey Ryan Forster recently, and um, 
who listeners have heard on the show before and the, it was a it was it was called comedy saves democracy and uh we did it in dc and the three of us sort of made the case that like as stand-up comedians we've been around a lot of the country and we meet, we we just like meet more people than the average person around sure. uh, around the country and when you get to have that experience um i think f- at least for the three of us it is a more uplifting and gives you way more optimism i think when you're just like stuck in your room looking at the internet and feeling shitty you're not actually getting a mm-hmm. sense for america so don't don't confuse that experience with what's happening in america the internet is not what's happening in america um and so you know and i think some of these some of these results are like a little a good little reminder for us that like you know there's an actual lived experience that we that cannot be captured and and um and maybe you know with our online experience and some of these votes are are an example of that wait um i, I have a question um so you just said you're you know we're we're comedians we meet a lot of people was the nice to see you again story earlier just you trying to pull us and be like what is it okay if i do this cuz i meet a lot of people <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I need to figure out how to act with people. <laughs> yeah, just like, please give me, me some tips. How do Not I even behave? recording that segment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was just like, I'm, I'm worried about how I'm doing it. Um, all right. Let us move on to topic number three. Apparently, a compliment has been shown to benefit both the giver and the receiver, but social psychologists have found that oftentimes people hold back. So before we get into how to give a compliment, which is something I want to get into, I want to ask you guys, do you find yourself holding back the way social psychologists have reported? Uh, I think that I'm quick to give compliments on uh, things like performance and stuff like that. Like if I'm at a comedy show, yeah. I will very be very quick to like walk up to a comedian and just say like, oh, that was a good set or like, oh, that's super funny yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that things like appearance are things that I try to be a little bit more like, oh, if they compliment me or if it's like a night out and we're all dressed nice or something like that. Um, I think that I'm a little bit more weird about accepting compliments, but that's I percent percent understand a me thing as far as like if somebody compliments me, I will immediately like a reflex be like, oh, you look really nice, too. Or, oh, thanks. You're also great or whatever. Whatever compliment they said, I'll say the same back to them. Right, 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 right. Um, Marcella, what do you do? You find yourself holding back? I'm I've never been like that. I'm like, you're right. I look great, but I don't love <laughs> When people, I'm just not a fan of people complimenting my appearance just in the sense of like, I don't need it. And people really don't like to hear that. But I'm like, oh, I know my hair looks good. I know my makeup looks good. I know my outfit looks good. Like, you need to tell me that. I'm I'm chilling. I, I got dressed for a reason. I got a mirror. Um, but I also don't even like them. I, I prefer a compliment that's like a little more, you know, from the heart. Because um, those are more meaningful when people are like, but what about you complimenting? How much do you? I love compliment? complimenting people. I compliment people all the time. As soon as I say I'll compliment strangers, okay, red shirt, whatever, red shirt, shirt. <laughs> oh my god, girl. I like. I love complimenting people. I will never. I never hold back. I think compliments are nice. I think compliments are great too. But I do find I think a lot of people sort of think a thing and then don't say it. I feel like that's very common. Um, and I hate to be common, girl. Why are we being common? Let's not be common. Let's just give compliments. In a world of darkness, we should be all complimenting each other at all times. You walk, you see a stranger well, walk past you, and she got a pretty dress on, nice dress. You see a guy with, you could tell he doesn't always get dressed up, and he's walking into some restaurant. You have to let him 
just saying what's up to them, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, 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 I love that. And I do, there's like moments where I found myself like thinking something and then like not saying it because of just the logistics like of like, oh, I should have said it sooner. Now they're too far away. I'm not going to run back. You know what I mean? There's like <laughs> stuff like hey, that. Hey, nice that shirt. Hey, yeah. turn around. You. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I mean, look, here's, here's how I'll encourage everybody to give compliments more often to strangers. When you see a stranger smile because of something you said, it, it feels good, you know, like not in the way that cat colors do it, because when we when we smile at a cat collar, it's out of fear. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but when when like you see a stranger and, you're, and you say the thing, whatever, like, OK, pants or nice pants or why wow, are you looking good? You guys got it together. I remember walking by a group of girls that were doing a little like, you know, selfie photo shoot. And I was like, yeah, girls. And they're just like, ah! you know, get them all worked up. <laughs> <laughs> to me, that's the best time to give someone like appearance compliments, you know? Um, yeah, because yeah, I, yeah, like yeah, Joey, for sure. I, I'm tried. I try to be very aware when I give someone like a physical compliment. Um, who did I? I gave. I gave someone like a. Oh, girl, you look really good. And she was like, "It's a Zempic," and I was like, "Oh no, that's not what I meant. Then I meant you like your <laughs> skin looks good, your makeup looks flawless. Right. Like that's when I was like, oh, this is why I give specific compliments because otherwise people internalize it and their insecurity will pop out, and I that makes me sad. You know, like I don't want to know your insecurity in that moment. I want you to feel good with this compliment. You know, but it goes back to how did you word it? What did you say? How would they interpret it? You know, right? And it's actually it's interesting you mentioned that because one of the things they this was we read a New York Times piece about the power of the compliment, and one of the things they pointed out that that psychologists find is that the worry that people have is will I make the other person feel awkward will the compliment seem sure. fake or pandering so those are kind of some of the things that that come up and they gave us a set of rules on how to like go forth and compliment um so it, it one of the rules that you just mentioned uh, Marcella is you know when you're praising um, a friend or a loved you know friend or a loved one be specific um mm-hmm. because of that kind of like be specific and I think in your case specifically because the inner critic will internalize it and come up with something sure. crazy and then turn the compliment into some reason to hate themselves yeah um and so you want to be you, you want to make sure that doesn't happen um another one is if you're complimenting a stranger keep it brief sincere and positive Joey do you feel like you follow mm-hmm. these rules when you're doing it I've been doing it wrong this whole time uh, I've been doing it wrong this whole time oh no <laughs> um, yeah I think that I think that for me when I give compliments on appearance it's like you know like I'm happily in a relationship I love my girlfriend a bunch so it's like I think that if I give compliments on physical appearance to like guys or girls I'm just trying to like compliment in such a way that they don't think I'm like trying to fuck you know yeah um, so I feel like my compliments are tend to be a little bit more specific like I'm I'm big into fashion so there's a lot of like oh that like that scarf is really cool or like those glasses are rad where'd you get those from or whatever you know I think the complimenting an article of clothing is like a good specific way to compliment somebody's appearance without com- without being like damn you look fine or whatever you know right like, right right yeah well, yeah, it's, yeah yeah it's funny because this weekend i got a com- i was wearing a jumpsuit and i got a compliment from this guy that i know and he's like i want to say like in his maybe late 60s or something maybe early 70s and he was like oh i really love that jumpsuit and I hope it's okay to say you look like you look really fit. I think he said fit maybe, but he said it was like in such a kind, like he was very kind about it. Like whatever he said did not upset me at all. Um, but, and also I was like, thank you because I've been working. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's yeah, also yeah. nice to be recognized of like, you know, yes, I've been trying to lose some fucking weight. And if it doesn't, you can tell, oh my God, you know, that's great. <laughs> um, so yeah. I think there's ways also, I think because he was like such an older man, he knows my husband and all that stuff. Like, 
it, it's easier for him to like maybe get away and he, I know his wife like it's like it was easier for him to like say something like that I do think like phys- physical stuff always gets like a little complicated I mean what's funny too about um once the me too movement happened I also noticed that men giving compliments change they go they, they do exactly that where they're just like can I say that and and it's funny because it's like all they're doing is I like your shirt I think you can say that just like it's funny that they, they've turned their compliments into questions because they're so traumatized from the me too movement right it's like bro just don't say a creepy thing that's all the other thing i wanted to mention was the funniest thing about having immigrant parents is that they learn english through you so my my mom um like at a certain point picked up from us because we're such little conceited little brats um and we thought it was funny what when someone compliments you you'd be like i know oh i know you know i still do that <laughs> and my mom started doing it seriously to complete strangers and she was like and their faces changed and she's like i don't know and i was like oh because they don't you're not supposed to say that to people you don't really know you know if you're not going to be playful she was like oh i thought that's just what you said when someone compliments Hilarious. you you don't say thank you you say i know and i was like oh no 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 <laughs> we do that because we're considered a little goofy idiots um, so I, really I've funny. always loved that about her is that in the house now she just does it for us but when people compliment her it's really funny watching her be like oh I have to say thank you she has to think right, about it yeah, right. I'm, I'm definitely going to keep in my back pocket the phrase I got a mirror if somebody compliments my appearance <laughs> yeah, it's such a good I'm going to remember that <laughs> Another rule of thumb, um, according to the article, is don't second guess yourself. Just like really fucking go for it, which I think is, you know, Marcella, you've you've kind of taught us the the merits of that. And then in closing, I just want to read a little sentence from the article, which also goes back to like being specific. Um, but like the power of a compliment is uh, mm-hmm. this is what the what the article says. Most people are, quote, in the grip of their inner critic, said this one um, psychologist. But if you can give someone a good compliment that you mean, you kind of give their inner critic a right hook. And I I like that because, yeah. you know, you all, you, you know when you're like wearing a daring outfit and you're a little nervous about it and then someone comp- compliments you and you're like, oh, okay, it works. It, it's, it's working. Yeah. It does give your inner critic a left, a right hook. Um, it, you know, and it kind of calms your nerves, and it, and that's kind of like what the power is. It also, it just has always made me feel good to give the compliment, which the studies show, and it uh, tracks with just my own personal experience. Um, um so, question for the yeah. room. Um, what well, what's the best compliment that you've received like recently? Oh God, I don't. Oh, know if I, get... I mean, I love when um people will their compliment include something that happened that made them feel great like I I can't think of a specific uh, example at the moment but um, I love when someone's like do you remember that time when you did this for me or or, you know you're like you oh who was it Kevin Avery he was like I remember um, you would offer to pick me or you he got into a car accident and I offered I took him to work every single day when we lived together Um, good old Kevin Avery um, and he was like, that made me feel so good. Like it just made him feel great. And I, that's the kind of compliment you want is that it's, it's something that elevates uh, the, the, both of your lives at the same time and has nothing to do with physical appearance. It has everything to do with being there for each other. That's my favorite type of compliment. That's why I'm saying when people give me compliments about my looks, I could give a fuck because they don't actually mean anything to me. And I wish they didn't mean so much to other people. I w- everyone would elevate 
uh, their their confidence so that when we compliment each other, we're complimenting each other about how they contribute to society and how it makes you know everyone feel. That's what I think. Uh, I think the worst version of a compliment is saying, I like your blue and red shirt because uh, when I hear someone say, I like whatever the thing that you're wearing is, uh, I'm just like, bitch, I don't know your taste. So I don't know if that's a compliment. You could have bad taste. <laughs> yeah, you look and see like how they're dressed the and you're just like, wearing, this is you know? Because <laughs> right, I think what right. you were saying was like, your scarf is cool. Your glasses are rad. Where did you get them? I like that. You know, like that's a good way because you're communicating or, you know, you're connecting on a different way. Um, so that's my little two cents on that. Um, it's funny. Like I, I was trying to think. I mean, I always love like if if people like my work. You know what I mean? That's that always fucking works on me. Um, but I, the first thing that came to mind is, and this one's like kind of crazy. We all know and love Maeve Higgins, the comedian. Um, and she mm-hmm. wrote a book, and I'm in, and she references something. She came over my apartment. And we were talking about something. She was like in a bad mood i didn't know the backstory she was like in she was upset about something like that happened on a on the train or something and i said like i I said something that sort of like helped like not make her upset about it like reframe her attitude about it or something read the book buy the book and read it guys so you can get all the details get all the details i know because i i I can't i'm like not summoning the details even right now i can't remember exactly but like but i was like first of all I didn't know that me- moment was memorable at all whatsoever that I said something that was helpful to her. And I was just like so honored that she remembered anything I ever said or did for her at all. And it was just, I mean, obviously like to be in in a paragraph of like a published book is crazy, but like, it was just like, uh, it was just so, what a compliment. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what, what a compliment Those are the best she, compliments. Those are the best compliments. Because it was also best. like years ago. It was like, I, I came to your house, I came to her house and I did it. And I was like, oh yeah, I remember. It was like, and it's like something that I didn't realize that like I was being helpful. You know what I mean? It's sure. not like I'm like setting out to help someone or whatever. And it was just so nice. Um, and I, you know, I, I, that's the kind of thing I really, that that's the kind of thing that, that you're talking about. It's just like, you don't even, you're like doing some for something for someone and then later Later on, they're like, remember years ago when you did this thing? It's so great. And you're that's like, a what? Oh my gosh. That's a perfect compliment yeah. to me. That's, that's a perfect I, compliment. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think for me, I um I recently had like some really nice like kind of career accolades and uh like I'm native and enrolled Calitz. And when they got announced, a bunch of members of my tribe like DM'd me and sent me like you know texts and stuff like that, just saying like we're so proud of you. And it's like, yo, native oh. people can be mean. Native people can be so mean. And so like, ten members of my tribe who like don't have to say stuff like that, like reach out and you know it's just that to me is like the biggest compliment is like my my people appreciating what I'm doing, yeah. you know, or yes. being, you know, liking what I'm doing. Yeah. Oh my Beautiful. God. I love that. That gave me chills. That's yeah. so sweet. Um, chills in a good way. What? It, it, you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Folks, what, it, how do you like to give and get compliments? Hit me up on all the social media platforms on which you compliment people. <laughs> Folks, that is the end of the show. What a delightful panel. The two of you are, I mean, I would do it again and again and again. And what I want is for the people of the nation to be able to find you and the wonderful things that you do joey clift where do they do that um yeah thanks so much for having me this was uh this is so fun um you can find me on uh twitter slash x tiktok and blue sky at joey tainman and then you can find me at on instagram and threads at joey clift with five or six eyes the reason for that's a 12 year old took joey clift with one eye so i just had to deal 
And then um, you should check out my new Comedy Central digital series called Gone Native that was shouted out at the top of the show. It's a series of animated comedy PSAs about weird microaggressions that Native folks often experience. Um, all the episodes have fun and long names. One of my favorites is called Every Time You Say Something is Your Spirit Animal, You Have to Give Every Native American Person You Know $25. So far, no <laughs> takers, but I feel pretty confident. <laughs> you can check out all those episodes at gonenative.tv. Um, definitely go. It's so fun. Uh, you should definitely check it out. And Marcella, where do they find you? You can find me at MarcellaComedy.com across all social media. Um, that is my Instagram everything handle. Um, and yeah, Vegas, November 28th through the 30th. That's the big show. Uh, and I don't know. God, I'm still sick. That's it. Thanks, y'all. Thanks for having me. <laughs> um, thanks so much for coming on the show, you guys. And you know where to find me. I'm going to be in um, uh, in Philly at the Miller Theater on Friday doing the Way Way Don't Tell Me stand-up tour and also on Saturday in D.C. at the Anthem Theater at the Way for the Way Way Don't Tell Me stand-up tour. So come out to those, and they're going to be super fun. And, uh, oh, I have a new piece in Progressive Magazine, a regular installation of my column. Um, so check that out. Uh, it is, it's about uh, fandom. Um, the crazy turns, uh, twists and turns of fandom in the modern age. And um, I would like to thank everyone who makes this uh, show a possibility. That's our wonderful producer, Andrew McGuire. Thanks to everyone at HeadGum. And thanks to Gabby Elder for our wonderful theme music. You can reach out to us at FakeTheNationPodcast at gmail.com with any ideas you might have. And don't forget, The Golden Bachelor comes out uh, next Friday. And uh, yeah, so, so uh, follow, just check out the golden bachelor um and then look at our recaps are so fun we i have a maniac of a friend who actually listens to the recaps before the episode which makes no sense to me but i love wow. her either way um and uh and um anyways otherwise we will be back in your earballs next week that was a headgum podcast